0: Go go go, Joe! Uh 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 uh. More like, no no no, Joe. <laughs> Today's episode is all about the time I was not cast in a production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and how it was devastating at the time and a shot to my spirit. Sound dramatic? <laughs> it was, but it was a pivotal moment in my life. And I really want to share it with you. Welcome to Heal and Grow with Nikki. I'm your host, Nikki Kraminga Hill. Here we talk about everything grief, hope, illness, work, family, tragedy, possibilities, fun stuff, and not so fun stuff. It's all on the table. Let's take a look at our lives and work to heal and grow together. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. I hope you're doing well and having a great week so far. I would love it if you wanted to join my mailing list. I only email you about once a month, really. Not very often at all. So I added that sign-up sheet in the show notes if you'd like to take a look at that. Also, I owe a huge apology to my buddy Jeff Mock. Jeff was a guest on last week's episode, and if you listened to that, you heard that there was some poor editing going on on my part, Uh, and I'm sorry. I talked to Jeff about it, and he was like, it's not a big deal. And then I thought, no, actually, it is a big deal, and I should go in and fix it right now. And then I thought, let's just leave it. (laughs) Let's just leave it, because... It was a very real moment. So anyway, sorry about that. Okay, I'm, I want to talk to you today about this Joseph story. Uh, and I'm also a little nervous to do it too, which is exactly why I need to tell you this story. It is possible, and I know that this sounds super dramatic, but if you are at all involved in any theater community anywhere, you will probably understand what I'm about to say. By sharing the story with you, it is possible. It's not probable, but it's possible that I could be talked about negatively. Uh, There is a possibility that I will never work for this particular theater again or other local theaters I could be labeled a troublemaker. Um, people might say, they could say, be careful with Nikki, you might end up on our podcast. <laughs> but I'm just so tired of protecting people and relationships and organizations that are toxic or that don't protect me or who are just disrespectful to the people that they serve. And If you're not at all involved in a theater community, then you might think I'm a little bit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and that's okay. It's okay if you think that about me, but just know that, you know, there, there is a slight chance that this podcast is going to get me into a little bit of trouble and I've already thought about that and I've decided that I, I don't care. I just don't care anymore about getting into trouble. So here we go. Um, Let's take a trip back to the fall of 2012. I had just completed a series of four shows. I'm pretty sure it was four. Four shows in a row at a local theater company here in the Twin Cities. And Paul and I are about to be married I had decided to not audition for the next show at this next, or the next show at this particular theater company, just because I wanted to enjoy some time with Paul before we got married. um, We could have a little more time to plan our wedding and just have some time to be together. For work, I had a couple of choreography jobs going on, and Paul was doing some gigging. But my plan was to audition for the next show at this particular theater, which would have gone up in February. So just in case you're interested in the timeline, the show that I was in closed in the beginning of August. Paul and I were married in September. And then if I were to get into the next show at this company, that would start in February. And obviously there was no guarantees. I didn't even know what the next show was going to be. There's no guarantees that I'm going to be cast in it, but I had a great relationship at this theater. And I definitely knew that I had a shot at whatever the next show was going to be. So really, I was only going to be out of work for three months, but really not out of work at all since I had choreography jobs lined up. I'm probably giving you too much information, but that's okay. So then right before our wedding, which was September 3rd, one of my besties called and said, oh my God, this particular theater is going to do another remount of Joseph again. And this was like thrilling, incredible news to me. And and here's why I was so thrilled about it. This would be the third time that this company was doing Joseph. And I had been cast in the first two. I had already done it once. They had decided to do a remount and they took the entire original cast to remount it. And then they were going to take that same cast and remount it again. Now, I loved doing this show. It was super fun. It was super quick. You know, it's only, uh, you know, an, well, with intermission, it's a couple hours. It's a very short show, but it had been so much fun the first two times. Um, this way, I didn't have to panic about when my next gig was coming. It's coming in February. It was only going to be a few months to wait. Um, so this was, this was thrilling, fun, amazing news for me and, and for all of us really. And at our wedding, the, the director was a guest at our wedding and he's, he's telling everyone, he's asking all of us, aren't you so excited to do this show again? I mean, he's even telling me, Nikki, aren't you so excited? We're going to get to do it again. It's going to be so much fun again. Um, he says that we do not have to audition. We're just doing it again, and we should plan on it. Which, I mean, it's so awesome to not have to audition for a show. This has happened to me a couple of times in my theatrical career where I'm just hired. I don't have to audition. And it's absolutely wonderful. So to, to say that I was excited to do this show for a third time is an understatement. Um, and then something weird happens. They decide that they are going to have auditions. It's it's not weird that you have to audition for a show. It's only weird because the a couple of the people on the artistic staff, including the director, have talked to us. And by us, I mean me, a whole bunch of people on the cast from before. Like, hey, we're doing it again. So to, to have to audition was sort of like... Oh, weird. Okay. But we were told it's no, not a big deal. Don't worry about it. It doesn't mean anything. Just come in and audition. So I go in and I audition. We all go in and audition and no big deal. It's it's done. And of course, you already know where this is going. (laughs) Uh, I was not cast. I was one of a handful of people who weren't cast. I know there were 3 women who had been in it, myself included, who had been in it the first two times who were not cast. Um and I'll never forget, I'll never forget that day that I was not cast. It was December 4th, 2012. And this particular theater and other theaters in the Twin Cities have sort of changed how they reach out to people about casting shows, thank God, because you used to, at many theaters, this particular theater especially, you would audition and just not hear anything if you weren't cast. If you weren't cast, you wouldn't hear anything. You wouldn't have a thanks, but no thanks. You just wouldn't know. And so back then, the the girls, we, we did like a phone tree. So if someone got a call from... From the theater saying, "Hey, yes, you're cast." That person would start telling everyone else, "Hey, calls are going out today." That way, you knew. Well, I didn't get a call today. That means I'm most likely not cast. And so that's what happened. Um, I get a a call or a text from the same bestie who told me before that that um, the theater was was remounting Joseph, and she just said, "Hey, calls are going out. So stick by your phone." So I did. I stuck by my phone for 3 hours and got I didn't get a call. And you know, that's how I knew I, I was not cast. I did actually get a Facebook message from another person on the artistic staff at this theater. Oh, someone wants to say hello. hello. She's saying hello. Why don't I pause for a second and wait till she stops barking? Be right back. Okay, I'm back. So I did get a Facebook message from someone on the artistic staff who is a dear friend of mine. And she just said, hey, I'm sure you already heard that the calls went out. And I'm just really, really sorry. And at the time, I was, one, glad that she reached out just because then it confirms what I suspected, that I had not been cast. But I was also very confused by that. Like, like that's it? Like, there's no other explanation as to what what changed or, you know, it was just, like, basically, sorry about it. (laughs) I... I wasn't just disappointed. I wasn't just upset. I wasn't just angry. I wasn't just confused. I was devastated. I was devastated. I remember talking to Paul about it. And I was just like inconsolable. And I said, I'm going for a walk. And I just like walked out of our house. And he said, I'm going to come with you. So I just, I just, we started walking around the neighborhood and I just said, I don't, I don't understand. I, how can it go from, yes, yes, you're being cast, cast. Yes, you can count on this to like radio silence, nothing, you know, no, no explanation. And and I remember I, (laughs) I, I remember, it's funny now, but at the time it was a very real moment for me, stopping on a corner, literally looking up into the sky and yelling up at God, I know that this is going to make sense one day, and I know that one day I'll look at this moment and I will laugh so hard at how dramatic I'm being, but right now I'm really struggling. Can you please help ease this burden? Um, what ended up happening from what I've heard is that they just decided to go with a different look, which makes sense to me. Um, they decided to go with more of a showgirl look. And although I can act like a showgirl very well, I do not look like a show girl. I'm five two, I'm super curvy, and for this particular show they decided they wanted to go in a different direction and hire women that were tall and leggy. And I'm just, I just don't look like that. Like, I'm not even mad about that. I'm not tall and leggy. I'm not going to be tall and leggy. So this, this decision makes sense to me. But there's just a lot of feelings involved. And I'm a feelings person. I worked there up until that time. I had probably been in 15, 16 shows. I was very loyal to the organization. I passed up, uh, I passed other work up, so that I could stay and not disrupt like the flow of anyone else. Um, I also didn't want to get put on the "quote unquote" secret blackball list. Let me just talk about that for a second. It is well known at this particular theater and other theaters in town that if you piss somebody off, you get put on a list. It's not a literal list, but people remember that you piss them off. And so they say, don't don't hire this person. Don't work with this person. Or at this particular theater, it means that nothing is ever really said to you. You just don't get cast anymore. And, you know, being someone that's been incredibly loyal to the organization, I, I was very, very hurt that I wasn't given an explanation, that there was no follow-up with me, that there was no—or or the other people who weren't cast, especially the other women who weren't cast that also don't look like showgirls. It would have been as simple as I really thought that— We were gonna go the same direction that we went the first two times. I've changed my mind, and I'm so sorry. That means that you don't have a job, you know. I would have really appreciated that explanation, you know. And ever since, I just really have been very, very skeptical of this particular organization, and just as as the in the theater community as a whole, which is really sad. I don't want to be questioning every piece of information that comes my way, but I do. I think, is that actually true? Are you giving me true, honest information, or are you just telling me something you think is going to make me happy, or make me be quiet, or make me not question the system? And I, I want to be really um, transparent here. I know that I didn't, I didn't sign a contract. No contract was presented to me. I didn't sign a contract and then have that taken away from me, which for the record has happened at at this organization. That didn't happen for me. And if anything, it was sort of a verbal contract, but not really. So on one, I, I don't even really have a leg to stand on in terms of being upset about this because nothing was signed and then taken away from me. But I don't think that this was the right way to do business. And if I sound better, <laughs> it's because I am. I am still bitter about this 11 years later. And maybe I need thicker skin. And I shouldn't have to have thicker skin. I should be able to trust the people for whom I work. And honestly, this is an issue in almost every organization that I've ever worked for, theater or otherwise, the people at the top are not honest. They're not transparent. They withhold information in order to protect the employees. But really what it does is, is damage. It's damage the employees. Now, at this particular organization, I don't think that the intention is ever to hurt anyone. And I certainly don't think that the intention is to hurt me in particular. But I was hurt. And I am hurt. And there are many who might listen to this and say, well, that's just how the theater business is. That's just how it is. And although that might be true, that doesn't make it right. Just because something works a certain way doesn't mean that it's okay. We deserve the truth and transparency in a kind way with kindness. We deserve to be told the truth. Now, although this doesn't really matter anymore, what I wish would have happened is that nothing was ever said to me at all. Nothing was ever said to me at all about about auditioning, about in particular about, hey, we're doing it again, you're doing it, plan on it. What I wish would have happened is they just would have had auditions like any other show. And I would have just not gotten in then. Instead of hearing from multiple sources, and reliable sources too, people on the artistic staff. Instead of hearing, hey, like, like, your cast, we're doing it. Just don't say anything at all. Because... It makes sense that you might have a different vision this time than you did last time. That makes total sense. If you're doing the show for the third time, you might want to rework some things and rethink some things and say, hey, maybe we don't want to do it exactly the same as we did it last time. Let's maybe try something new. That makes sense to me. I get that. I understand that. But that is not how the information was presented to me or, or other people. I also wish that the organization would have owned up and just said, and I, and I mentioned this before, but I really wish that I would have gotten a phone call, an email, a one-to-one that said, hey, we're really sorry for the way that we handled this. We made a mistake in 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 how we did this, and and it really affected you and some other people. And... And we're sorry. We made a mistake and we're going to try to do better next time. And there will be people who listen to this who say, No one owes you anything. To which I say, You're absolutely right. You're right. No one owes me anything. But isn't this just a kinder, better way to do business with people by just saying, Hey, we effed up. We effed up. We're really sorry. I trust people who make mistakes and then own up to them. Because making mistakes is, is human and it's natural and we all do it. But it's, it's people, relationships, organizations who make mistakes and then just pretend like it never happened. That's the part that's really, really bothers them to me. Now, some great things happened as a result of me not being cast in the show. This is the same time my nonprofit, The Spread Sunshine Gang was born. I ended up getting a a middle school teaching job for five years, that never would have happened had I been cast in this show. So that's some good stuff, that's some silver lining, that's some bright side. But I'm not gonna go so far as to say that I was grateful that I wasn't cast because all of these other opportunities showed up. It was an incredibly painful experience for me and I'm not grateful for that pain. Now, since this happened, I have worked for this theater and maybe I'll work there again, but the damage has been done when you look me in my face tell me i have a job and then don't give me the job and never speak to me about it again that is just not okay that's that's not something that i should just suck up that's not something that i should just get used to that's bad business whether you're in the theater or otherwise and i can't i can't do anything about what happened, other than to talk about it in a podcast 11 years later. Here are the things that I can do and that I have been doing since then. I have a healthy skepticism of information that comes out of this organization and the information that comes out of the theater community in general. I really wish that it wasn't this way, but this community has shown me that I cannot trust it that I always need to be on my toes, that I always need to be, you know, looking behind my back. And that's just the way it is. I said before, that's just the way it is, is not a good answer. And that's true. It's not a good answer. And in order for me to survive in this community, I have to watch my back. And I don't like it, but it's something that I need to do. Another thing I can do is be sure that I don't treat people poorly. And I don't treat people poorly. And when I make a mistake, I own it. And I also have people around me that when I don't realize I've made a mistake, they come to me and they say, hey Nikki, I know this wasn't intentional, but you made a mistake. I have people that keep me in check that's something I am grateful for. I can also make sure that my communication is clear and that when I change my mind, which I do and I and I will continue to do because I'm human, that I take care of it. I have, I am sometimes in charge of things and I don't take that for granted. And when I'm in charge of things, I make sure to the best of my ability that everyone is taken care of in a way that works for them. I don't know that I'm completely healed from this experience. If I was, I wouldn't be so sassy about it, would I? (laughs) But I have grown from it. I just wanted to share all of that with you today. One, because I'm so tired of keeping secrets. Keeping secrets so that I don't... so Keeping secrets in order to protect establishments that don't protect me I'm tired of that and I just want to like get it out there I want to get it out there and to the best of my ability I understand that there could be consequences from this I know many of you are like this really wasn't that big of a deal why are you so freaked out about it you obviously have not worked at the places that I've worked at (laughs) And that's okay. I'm glad you haven't. Um, I do appreciate you listening. I always appreciate you listening, but especially today. And if you've ever had an experience like this, I would really like to talk to you about it either through email or we could get together or if we could just share in this and find some community in this, I would really love it. You can reach me at grow podcast at gmail.com. Nikki is spelled N-I-C-K-I-E. If you wanna chat about this, I I would love to talk to you about it. Alright, friends. Until our next episode, I hope you're doing great. And as always, thank you for healing and growing with me. Bye! podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered legal health or professional advice. I am not responsible for any losses, damages, or liabilities that may arise from the use of this podcast. This podcast is not intended to replace professional medical advice.